Hello, and welcome to What Goes Bump in the Night. Welcome back to What Goes Bump in the Night. I'm your host, Trevor Jensen, and with me as always is... Riley Clark. And with us today is our special guest... Alex Crouch. Thanks for having me again. Welcome back. And we are in episode 32 of What Goes Bump in the Night, and we are going to hit you right in your earlobes with another burp. (laughs) (laughs) Straight from the esophagus. (laughs) No, but really, what what we're here for tonight... Is another story. A spooky story. Yeah, it is Halloween, as you could tell with our new spooky intro. Thank you once again to my good friend Gideon Hunter. And uh, check out his YouTube page. It's Gideon Hunter. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not even kidding. Him, just check it out. He's got some great music and he makes great videos to go along with it. And the kid's got talent and he's going places. So please, by all means, check it out. Yes. Thank you very much for the new intro. We yeah, we love it. We appreciate it. I love it. <laughs> okay, so I guess without further ado, do why don't we uh, decide and tell them what we read in? I mean, we already decided, so I'm just tell them. <laughs> <laughs> but we're reading a post by Flard. Where do these people come up with these names? The internet. <laughs> 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 Shout out no sleep Reddit form again. Thank you very much for coming up with all these, you wonderful people. Okay, so without further ado, the title is I'm a Fire Watcher. I found another Fire Watcher's unsettling journal at my station. I am a Fire Watcher. Upon moving to my station, I found the following pages typed on my desk. I'm not the author of the following. I am transcribing exactly what I found, dated 1989. I've been located here for 185 days according to my calendar. I'm stationed up on the northeast of the United States with two other guys, Clark and Thomas. 185 days. That's five days longer than our stint here should have been. Normally, they rotate us out every 180 days. We were supposed to be picked up by helicopter five days ago. I started writing this logbook journal, whatever, because we're overdue for evac. Or so we think. Maybe we messed up the calendar somehow. Our main radio stopped working on day 179. Pause it. Sorry. Get up, there's smoke! Bleary-eyed, I saw Clark standing over my bunk 
I could see the orange slits of the light reflecting on his torso, signaling to me it was the early morning. Teddy, smoke! Smoke, huh? Still sleepy-eyed and delirious. Yes, smoke. A really small stream of it, maybe a mile southeast. His eyes were wide and brighter than the sunlight on his uniform. I pulled myself out of the bottom bunk and headed towards the window. I didn't even need my binoculars to see the small sliver of smoke creating a shadow in the early sunlight. In 185 days, it's only the second time we've seen a potential fire. For those who don't know what a fire watchtower looks like, it's basically a wooden cabin elevated about 100 feet in the air. Ours has a staircase that wraps around the structure beneath the cabin. I'm pretty sure the other towers use ladders, but that's besides the point. Clark and I bunk up in the watchtower. We have a little kitchen, our bunk bed, and a 360 degree view of nothing but woods. Thomas sleeps in a tiny little cabin at the base of our tower, which is also where our main office is. Office, maybe too loose of a term. It's one desk and a typewriter used for typing out reports of what we see out here. I rubbed my eyes and looked over to Clark. All right, let's go check it out. No way, Teddy. No way. He replied immediately. Clark has been afraid to go past the outside since day 180. He's afraid a helicopter will come and he'll miss his chance to be rescued. Rescued, Clark would say. But are we in danger? Did we miscalculate the number of days we've been out here? We still have plenty of food. Did you forget about us? Has the apocalypse come and gone and we don't know because we've been isolated? Okay, fine. I agreed. Radio down to Thomas and let him know. He should be up. Our main radio back at the base isn't getting a sign of life from anywhere. And if it isn't receiving from anywhere, we're assuming we aren't being heard from anywhere. Luckily, we still have our own walkie-talkies to communicate with each other. Clark took out his walkie-talkie. Tom, there's some smoke about a mile southeast. Can you go check it out? A few seconds passed before Thomas replied. After I finish wiping my ass, I'll be on my way. Unless you want to help me with that, Clarky. Thomas, the oldest of us, is always picking on Clark, the youngest. He doesn't really dislike Clark. He just is easy to pick on. He's a 23-year-old college dropout. I think he studied accounting or financing or something on his parents' dime. I don't know. I think he left college to be a professional fire watcher. No, I think he left to come out in the wilderness, be alone, and to take a retrospective look at his life to decide what he really wants. You only sign up for 180 days of isolation if you're crazy, or if you want to get away from something. I'm not sure which category Thomas falls. He's a cryptic brute of a man. He's a picture is probably in the dictionary next to lumberjack he's pretty quiet unless he has a joke to tell or something important to say either way when he opens his mouth i listen as for me it's not important to why i'm out here hit it out now buttsmere thomas radioed clark and i watched thomas start his trek into the tree line until we could no longer see him Clark cocked his head towards mine. Teddy. He said to me. 
Thomas has been acting different. Weird. I didn't expect him to be so blunt, but I had noticed. I knew Clark had noticed, but this was the first time we spoke about it. I know. Doesn't seem to be bothered that we're both stuck out here. We don't know if we're stuck out here. We could have scratched off the dates wrong. You know, we thought we didn't scratch the day off, yet we really did, so we accidentally scratched the next day too, or... I guess. Clark said softly. I knew he was going to say next. At night, though. Shut it, Clark. Come on, Teddy. It's fucked up. He's fine during the day, and then just just changes. Does he have some type of illness? It happened so sudden. Maybe he does. So what if the guy goes out at night to stare at trees? Stares at trees! I know you've seen it. He goes out near the tree line and stands there for a while looking out, sometimes hours. Maybe he does have a screw loose, and maybe he shouldn't be out there. But... I don't think it's the best idea to bring it up with him. We're trapped here with him, especially if he's insane. Silence fell between us before Clark responded. I don't know. He stares out at the forest. He said to me in a soft voice and eyes wider than when he woke up this morning. Oh, wait, what? What are we going to say? At, at night, he stammered. He comes up the stairs. I looked over to the half-open door leading out to the staircase, letting in a cool breeze. He comes up the stairs and stares at us. Stares at us. Thomas left to go check out the smoke about an hour ago. It seems to have vanished, so I figure he handled it. Clark spends his day using our walkie-talkies, trying every solution possible to alert anyone nearby. I just watch the forest. It's 11.30pm. Thomas isn't back. He left at about 7am. He hasn't answered his radio. Tomorrow will be the day. 186. We don't know if Thomas is okay, and one of us will most likely have to check the woods tomorrow. And since Clark is chicken shit, I'll end up going. More disturbing, though, is something Clark told me a few minutes ago. The reason I went back to the office to type this. I was leaned back in my swivel chair, spinning slowly, making sure there were no lights on, or fires, in the dark, in the expanse of trees, and wondering where Thomas was. He must have been hurt. Even if he was lost, he'd reply on his walkie. We always answer our walkies. They're with us at all times, even when we're shitting or showering. Clark stopped my chair mid-spin and mid-thought. Before I could protest, he spoke. Listen, I need to tell you something I've been thinking about recently. It's eating away at me. I wondered if it had to do with Thomas. Okay, I said. I'm all ears. It's going to sound crazy. He warned. I bet I've heard crazier. He took a long yet stuttered inhale, then spoke. 
I don't remember coming out here. My facial expression didn't change, and it looked like he was waiting for a reaction, so he repeated. I don't remember coming out here. Do you? Do you remember applying for this job? Do you remember being interviewed or being flown out here? At first, I was almost amused. Then, as he asked those questions, I froze. I didn't remember. He continued. You know how I said I decided to leave college? Well, now that I'm thinking about it harder, I know if I did. I mean, I must have, right? To be out here? I must have, but all I can remember is my last day of class for the semester. And then I was here. I don't remember anything between coming home after class, meeting you and Thomas. I was listening, but it probably didn't show. I was still motionless. I couldn't remember. I tried. I'm still trying. Thomas is missing. Clark and I are losing our minds or something else. Either way, I can't explain it yet. There are more pages scattered about, but I haven't figured out the order. Some are ripped, and some are faded beyond recognition. But there is a more pressing and more imminent problem at hand. About 30 minutes ago, I met Gary and Harold. We have been stationed out here for the next 180 days. I don't know whether to tell them what I found. I don't know whether to tell them that I don't remember coming here. Holy shit. That was a good ending. That was a good story. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm going to give it the bump of approval. But let's talk about it a little bit. Yeah, let's not get ahead of ourselves. I I just really like it because being a fire watcher just sounds fucking awesome. It does sound pretty cool to be like above the trees and the scenery and just looking for fires and going and putting them out so the place don't light up. Well, not only that, like, like how he said, like, you go out there to be isolated and how you go out for 180 days or longer. Like, it's like a giant fun camping trip. It's four months. Well, yeah, it's a four month long camping trip. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or no, wait. I think you're right. No, it's larger. It's, it's, well, it's like, give it some change. It's six months. I can't do math. No, that's fine. <laughs> we do podcasts, not math. Yeah, exactly. I'm caveman. <laughs> but just yeah. like Trevor that's not being nice. able to do math, they didn't remember getting there. So That's half a year. Half a year in isolation in the woods. And you don't remember how you got there, why you're there. Well, I mean, you know what you're doing there, but you don't know how you got there, period. Like, you don't remember getting to I the watchtower at all. I can see how someone's memory could get a little, little foggy on certain things if they spend that many consecutive days, though, in the woods doing nothing but watching the woods. Well, and you have just you and you. Well, you and that's it. There was, what, three people there? Yeah, it was, up, it'd be just like us three. One down below? Yeah, yeah. so it'd yeah. be like us three in a room probably... Yeah, and one of us well, sleeps I'd be downstairs. Weird, I'd be that weird fucker down in the cabin that stares off into the trees every night. <laughs> I, I Why mean, do you think he does that, though? Too much Exactly. Acid. Is there... <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? Did you say what I think he said? <laughs> That's awesome. 
I mean, another time thing. Maybe the time has cracked him, you know, being out there alone. True. And not having any, like, social interaction or internet or, I mean, back then, I mean, I guess. <laughs> internet. You never know. But. I mean, yeah. But, like, the the funniest thing is, like, do you think it was, like, <laughs> um, something paranormal had him doing that? Or it was literally the isolation had him just going crazy and that just happened? Yeah. Like, what if What if it was an experiment? Sp- specific spot like had like a haunting entity that takes people's minds like a wendigo like, makes yeah, them go like, crazy makes them go crazy and run off into the woods and then their soul gets eaten what if it was the government playing an experimental trick yeah, and they just dropped you in the woods and they're like we're leaving you out there fuck off and <laughs> <laughs> just do what you gotta do i don't know do they even know what company they're working for? It doesn't sound like it. It sounds like they just forget everything when they. Well, they knew down. that they only had to be out there 180 days, though. So well, they remember that. Clarky, he's a little shit stain. <laughs> <laughs> he, he um, he straight up was like, "I went to class, and that was the last thing I remember the day after that I was here, and I remember you." That's weird. Like, did you get planted there by government? But Big how? government. But how? Aliens. And that. Yeah, like, how would they know that they're firewalk? Like, Probe. If that wasn't something that... I feel like you gotta... It isn't just, like, a like thing you... learn about. Yeah, yeah like, like, how do you know to be a fireman a day after you were just going to school to be well, a financial a officer? A fire watcher. Yeah. Like, well, that's such a had, change. They, he said that he was going to put it out. Thomas was. The one that was at the bottom of the stairs. So, obviously, one of them had to be a fireman at some of some sort. Well, I mean, it's not hard to put fire, fires yeah, out. Yeah, not if it's a small, if it's a small fire. But, I mean, we're possibly talking about... People going into, I mean, stop a forest fire. It could spread, but it could be a tiny fire out in the distance. But by the time you get to it, it, it could, could be, be huge. Massive, yeah. True. So well, like, they gotta have some fire fire experience because they ain't just gonna send well, normal people the into thing. the woods. Like, it's like he didn't say anything about like I applied to this position. I just yeah, he no. yeah he I said he didn't up. remember any of that. He didn't remember applying for the job. He didn't remember an interview. Well, he didn't man. remember getting dropped off. Like. He also raises it's like a, a very the whole good story is a rabbit hole. Oh, it's, I love it too. That's <laughs> the best part about it. And then, do you tell your partners? Like, say, say us three, we go to the woods. Alex finds that paper. Do you tell somebody? Do you tell us that you found that paper that you don't remember? I'm coming sure out I here? would eventually, but at first it would probably just freak me out, and I'd keep it to myself. And you guys would start wondering what was going on, and I'd eventually break, but. I think I'd immediately tell you guys, be like, yo, we got to get a, a evac plan going ourselves and we got to get the fuck out because something's going on. So like something's going on. Yeah, it's I mean, he said the, the pages were scattered. Maybe there's a can be a second. Yeah, that's the to thing. this. So I, I don't know. Because I are they scattered? Did something happen in there that someone it, was in well, a rush? It said it was from 1989. Or there hasn't been anyone there since 1989. Like, you got a good point there. Like, why would it be that old and just be sitting well, on the, the desk? Well, the still be the, yeah, you know, what, like, you know. Was yeah, so it maybe it's bacon? a watchtower. They they just cycle it's in. It's a haunted watchtower. That's what I'm going with. It bumps it and it's be. haunted watchtower. It's a bump delicious spooky season. standing at the top of the stairs just makes me think of Paranormal Activity, the movie. Dude. When the girl's standing over the bed, just like all creepy. <laughs> like, that's the vibes I'm getting. Dude, that movie always gets me when they, like, they're standing almost in the doorway, and then they get ripped through the doorway and just go flying down the hall. Yeah. Sketch. It, it makes sense. If he was possessed, and they were like, yo, dude, go get that fire, and demon's like, yeah. We'll go get that fire. Bam! Eats its soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. I say it bumps. It bumps hard to me. I agree. See approval. Bumblicious. That was the button for today. <laughs> Take it or leave it. We still haven't gotten any votes from the fans. <laughs> that is very true. So we're gonna keep making noises because apparently that's what you want. remember you can find us on pretty much freaking everything out there so do that get on our facebook find it check them out don't know how you're listening to it if you didn't already find it somewhere spotify does pretty well for itself thank you yeah milestone shout out 1000 plays on spotify super crazy we're on our way to 1500 all the time thank you so we're getting up there already Thank you, Alex, yeah. for coming out and helping us with this read. Much love. I always appreciate being on the podcast. It's always a good time. We will definitely have you out here for more because all we want to do is keep expanding. And the more stories we have with more characters, I mean, who knows? We can have a huge, a huge universe of voice actors helping us out. Yeah, and then we can make our movie. God damn it. <laughs> movie. It's, it is on my bucket list to have one of these made. <laughs> it's going to happen. Yeah, hopefully enjoyed the Mothman skit. Also, it is spooky season. From last season. episode. Yeah, I'll say it's spooky season, folks. So you keep your ears and eyes open for all of them horror, fun-filled things coming your way from us. Because we have some special things planned in the future. And, I don't know, it's Halloween in a few weeks. It is. It's one of my favorite times of the season. Fuck yeah. Yeah, hopefully our new intro music sets the mood for this spooky season that oh, we have going so on. good. Going to be bringing you more stories we had lined up. Lined up on live and direct. Yeah. <laughs> we also got some big announcements coming soon. Yeah. And I mean, I think that does it, honestly. Once again, thank you to Gideon. Thank you to Alex. Once again, Alex, I love you. <laughs> thank you for coming out. It's been a blast. And uh, remember to keep your ears and eyes open for what really goes. Bump. In the night. <laughs>